0: neighbor and tell them your favorite thing about summer. Go ahead. First thing that comes to your mind, what's your favorite thing? Hope you've learned something new. Hope you typed it in the chat if you're watching online. But I hope you learned something new about the person sitting next to you. Uh, We as a family, our family took a little trip this last weekend. Spent some time at the lake on the cabin. It was amazing. So I hope this summer you are carving out time in your lives to get away with the people you love, your family, your friends. And just detach from the day-to-day of Life, Get out. Take a vacation. Take some days where you don't do anything. I promise it will be good for you. Uh, So, we're in this sermon series uh, called Faith Hacks. And last week we heard from Pastor Sten over at Midcurrent Church. We're doing this series together with two of our partner churches, Cedarbrook Church and Midcurrent Church. Uh, Just to kind of explain the relationship there, Cedarbrook had a big part in planting Renew Church. We are in part here because of Cedarbrook Church. Cedarbrook Church Menominee also planted Midcurrent Church, which is in Hudson. And so if you have any friends in either of those cities, tell them to go check out these churches. Uh, But we like to partner together every so often uh, to help maintain our relationship as churches and also to get some other people up here speaking other than myself. I know, it's amazing, but every now and then you need a break uh, from me and hear the wisdom and teaching from someone else. That was a little bit of a joke. Nobody laughed. It's okay. Somebody was chuckling over here, but that's all right. We've been talking, uh, if you remember right before this series, we've been talking about what it looks like to walk in the Spirit. What it looks like to remain in Jesus. Those are two very prominent commands throughout the New Testament. Walk in the Spirit and remain, abide in Jesus. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you can't do anything apart from me. Uh, When you remain in me, when you abide in me, when you stay uh, attached to me, that is what will produce fruit in your life. So a lot of times this should be something that's very freeing for you and I. Because Jesus doesn't say, like, you have to work hard to produce fruit. Uh, You have to do the work, like, you have to... He says, all you have to do is abide and remain in me and fruit will be produced in your life. You don't have to worry about what kind of fruit. This fruit will be produced in your life. We had this whole sermon on the evidence of the Holy Spirit and how if you're walking in the Spirit, this fruit is produced in your life. This fruit grows. And so if you ever find yourself in a place where you're not seeing the fruit of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit or evidence of the Holy Spirit, you should start asking a question, what's up with my walk? Maybe something needs to be tweaked. Maybe something needs to be completely changed or altered in how I'm going about this Jesus thing. Basically this series, Faith Hacks, is talking about well, how do we spend time with Jesus? How do we grow in our faith? How do we remain in Him? Last week, Sten talked about confession, and if you missed it, go back to our YouTube channel and watch the sermon. It was an awesome sermon. I know everybody was cooking hot dogs or uh, sleeping in or going to watch fireworks or on the boat last weekend, but it's beautiful thing, technology, you can still watch it. So go back and watch it. He talked about confession, and he talked about how when we confess, it increases our intimacy, our relationship with Jesus. And so he laid it out really simply. He said, when, when you find yourself in a place where you need to confess something, tell Jesus, just have a conversation, tell a friend, and then make it right. In the next coming weeks, we're gonna be spending each Sunday kind of talking about, here is a spiritual practice that you can Implement in your life that will bring you closer to Jesus. If you choose to do it. And I wanted to just ask a quick mindset question this morning. Before we get into the rest of these sermons, a quick mindset question for us. Are you trying or are you training to grow your faith. This question comes out of a book by John Orberg. It's called The Life You've Always Wanted. It's a book about spiritual disciplines and I want to encourage you if you have not read it, if you want to dive deeper, go and buy this book and read it. The Life you Always Wanted, John Orberg. He asks this fundamental question when he talks about our life, our faith, uh, our relationship to Jesus. Are you trying or are you training? In the book, he gives an analogy. He says, uh, say... Uh, the Olympics are coming up, right? At the end of the... I think end of the month. Olympics are coming up. Say someone from the government came to your home. I know. Risky illustration these days. Someone from the government came to your home... And they said, look... We've been studying what it takes, what, what kind of genetic code it takes, what kind of mindset it takes uh, to run the fastest marathon time ever in the Olympics. And we're at your door uh, because we've done all the research, we have all your information, you know, we all got it from your iPhone. And uh, we know that based on who you are, your genetic makeup, all the things about you, your mindset, all those things, that you are the perfect candidate. You have the ability to run the fastest marathon ever at the Olympics coming up. What would your response be? I'd laugh, right? I go, oh, clearly, you haven't seen how I live. Like, you haven't seen how I work out. Like, you haven't, you, you are not noticing some things that are pretty evident in my life. Uh, even somebody who is an avid runner, runs five, six, 10, 12 miles a day, would laugh at the suggestion that you are now going to run, I don't know what the fastest marathon time is, five hours or something like that, maybe four hours. I'm going to run a four and a half, what is it? Two. Two hours is even better. I'm going to run a two-hour marathon, uh, and it's going to be amazing. We would all laugh at that. We would think it's absurd. Even if you somehow became convinced that they were telling the truth, and you're like, I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to try really hard to run a two-hour marathon in one month. Do you think you could do it? No. There isn't anybody in this room that could do it. And that's not a judgment against anybody, don't worry. There isn't anybody in this room that would go, man, I know, I'm convinced, I'm going to try to do this. And if I just try hard enough, I'm going to be successful at this. If you want to use another analogy, you can use an instrument. Uh, say you've never played piano before, you've never played guitar before, and you sat here and you said, man, I really want to try to play guitar. I want to get on worship team, I want to be on stage, and I want to try to play guitar just like Matt does. You could try all that you wanted, right? But you couldn't try hard enough to get on stage to play next week for worship team if trying is all you did. I could come up here and I could say, man, my deepest heart's desire, like I feel like this is a calling from Jesus that I'm supposed to play piano next week during worship. And I am going to try, man, I'm gonna try so hard. I'm gonna spend all week trying. Mind you, I don't know how to play piano. I don't know how to read music. Do you think I could try hard enough to sit up here and play piano and lead worship next week? (laughs) Thank you. He said, you could. That's not true. Uh, There is no way that I could do that, no matter how hard I try. For so many of us, this is how we live out our faith. We try. And for so many of us, it falls short every time, right? Like, I try to be a good Christian. I'm trying to read my Bible more. I'm trying to talk with Jesus more and pray. I'm trying. You could put this in other parts of life. I'm trying not to eat. Double at the meal that I eat. I'm trying uh, to exercise. I'm trying not to think lustful thoughts. I'm trying to change my habits. I'm trying to be a godly husband or wife. I'm trying to love my neighbor more. I'm trying to be generous and live with open hands in what Jesus has given me. I'm trying. I really am trying. Somehow it just keeps falling short. I have the idea. I create the plan. I want to do. But how many of us sit here and go but I haven't been able to do it yet. I've tried really hard but I haven't grown in my faith. I haven't been able to read the Bible more. I haven't grown in my prayer life. I I haven't been able to structure my week so there's actual time for Jesus. I think so many of us are in that spot where we want this, we want to do this, we try to, but time and time again, we end up in the same position that we were before. And John Orberg and so many others kind of makes a suggestion, maybe we need to stop trying, and maybe we need to start training. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and this is a context in the Greek culture. Corinth was a city in Greece, and this was the place where Olympic Games originated, right? And the the city of Corinth actually took it a step further because they loved this culture, they loved competition, they loved training, they loved the games, they loved this so much that they created their own uh, kind of sorts of Olympic Games uh, called the Ismanian Games every other year that the Olympics weren't happening, And so this city understood what it meant to compete. They understood what it meant to train hard, to win the chariot races, to win the the running races, to, to throw things further than anybody else. They understood what it meant to win, to compete, like they were soaked in this culture. So Paul masterfully, when he's writing a letter to the church of Corinth, Plays on those things, plays on that analogy. He begins earlier in chapter 9, and he's talking about, I'm free and belong to no man. I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many people as possible. So this part is for free. This isn't part of the next point I want to make. This is just for your own thing to take back and go. This is Paul's mindset. I want to be everything to everyone so that I can win them to know Christ. So he says, to the Jews, I become like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law. Though I myself am not under the law, so I can win those under the law to Jesus. To the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I become all things to all men so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel. Church, listen to me. This part's for free. But I hope, I pray that more of us would get this type of mindset. Especially after the year we've had. Paul is basically saying to the conservative, I become a conservative. To the liberal, I become a what? liberal. For some of you, you're like, whoa, that's, <laughs> you just stepped on some toes. But this is what Paul is saying. To the weak, I become the weak. To the strong, I become the strong. My goal is to become whatever I need to be, not sacrificing my, who I am in Christ, but I want to become whoever I need to be to reach others. I love that. That's for free. Just take that and think about it. Like, read it throughout the week and think, man, how challenging is this actually to live out? Now on to the part that's not for free. Do you know that in the race, all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. If you're going to run in a race, you might as well compete and train like you're going to go for the win, right? Right? Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it. Paul's talking about myself, my group, the church. We go into strict training to get a crown that will last forever. Then he says, do I aimlessly run around or do I fight like a man beating in the air? He goes, no, that'd be silly. No runner would ever win if you're running all over the place trying to get to the finish line and everybody else is running in a straight line. No MMA fighter would ever win a a match if you're just sitting there swinging in the air with no purpose or reason. He goes, no. I beat my body and I make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not get disqualified. Paul says I enter a strict training regimen. Spiritual training. So that each day, each week, each month, I am growing more and more to be like Jesus. And the goal at the end of the race is that he will get the crown. Paul knows full well this, this idea that I need to really train for something versus I just want to try. Like you don't hear Paul saying, I just want to try to be better. I just want to try to grow my faith. No, he says, every step is intentional. Everything that I'm doing is intentional. I am training like an athlete does for a race. I am training in my spiritual life to be more like Jesus. I just think about that for a moment. Like, what if in your life, you made the switch from, I want to try to be better, I want to try to read the Bible more, I want to try to pray more, I don't even know why, I just want to try. Like, I went to church one time and somebody said I should, so I'm trying. What if it, our mindset switched from trying to, no, I'm actually going to train, For this. I don't know about you, but when I try to do something, whatever it is, it rarely happens. Can I get an amen? Am I the only one? Uh, And if you're a visionary person out there, Somebody who's more uh, lives in the lands of ideas and, and big visions and thoughts and dreams, you know this all too well because you will have a big vision, a big dream, and sometimes the plan to execute that vision and dream is a little hazy. So you get have all these dreams, all these visions. You could try to be a lot and do a lot, but often, if that's what our life amounts to, it usually doesn't actually happen. Trying is an attempt to change with very minimal commitment. Trying is having a goal and not having a plan how to get there. Trying is hoping you arrive somewhere close to your goal. But not actually mapping out a plan and how to get there. And I'm partially speaking to myself this morning because after this last year... I don't know about you, but it's caused me to take a lot of time to reflect and think about what's broken in my life and where do I want to grow? Or what about the way that I think do I want to change and transform? How do I want to be renewed in Jesus through his grace and mercy? See, training is different than trying. Training is doing what I can do today to enable me to get closer to the goal tomorrow. It's a completely different mindset. It's putting a plan together. It's writing out a strategy. It's taking small, doable steps and making sure you have the support to get there, to your goal. So a question for you is, what are your goals and we can ask a more specific question. What are your goals spiritually? We're halfway through summer. And maybe you started this summer saying, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to try all these things. I'm going to, I'll have so much time. And now we're halfway through and you've realized you didn't have as much time as you thought you would, or you just wanted to relax a little bit and not think about all these things, or you just wanted to have some fun. We're halfway through summer, so this next half of summer, what are some ways that you want to grow in your faith? what steps is it going to take for you to get there? Paul in 1 Timothy 4, verse 7, he's writing a letter to Timothy about him leading in the church. And he says, I want you to try to be godly. Uh, he doesn't say, I, I want you to try to be godly, right? Like, he doesn't write him and he's like, oh, Timothy, I have great aspirations for you. You're a great leader. Like, you are connected with Jesus. I want you to try to be more godly. No, he doesn't say that. He goes, Timothy, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Don't listen to the cultural things that are going on. Don't get misled by the theories and all the things that are happening and all this ideology and that ideology don't get distracted by all of those things rather train yourself to be godly and he later says you have a gift and you need to fan the flame of that gift to make it bigger Train yourself to be godly, Timothy. Don't just try, train. So what are your goals? How do you want to grow? I have a list. Uh, Jesus says, Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so I put up a list here of practices that you, we do, spiritual disciplines that we do as Christians, as a church, to align us more with Jesus, to grow our relationship, our dependency on Jesus. So what area heart, soul, mind, and strength, do you want to grow in the next month and a half, two months? Heart, prayer, worship, solitude, Sabbath. Do you want to grow your soul? So you want to find a way to make silence a part of your life, a part of your rhythm. Confession Talked about that last week. Secrecy, which means stop gossiping. <laughs> or celebration. Like I want to celebrate. I want to have joy in my life. Or maybe for you, you're like, man, I really want to work on my mind. I, I want to figure out how to study more, how, how to read maybe more scripture, get in the word more and, and make it so it's not so intimidating for me contemplation, listening. And maybe even part of the mind is this idea that I want to go to counseling to figure out why I'm thinking the way that I'm thinking. I want to find a good guide who can sit here and help me figure out why I'm thinking the way that I do and how can that be transformed. Or are you in a season where you're like, man, I really, I got to work on my strength in my walk with Jesus. So I I want to develop a practice of rhythm of fasting, of going without so that I can depend on Jesus more so I can be less distracted and more reliant on him. I want to strengthen my generosity so I'm not so tied to the culture of consumerism and I can break from this idea that if I just buy it, then I'll be happy. living a simple life, chastity, service. What what are those areas? And I would encourage you, pick one off the list. Don't sit here and go, I'm going to try to do it all. Kind of missing the point. But go, man, I really want to strengthen uh, my generosity and so I'm going to put together a training program that will lead me to that. The first step is clearly defining the goal. The next step is figuring out how to train for it. I listened to an interview from a runner named Halas Sadib. Uh, this guy ran 3,000 miles across the United States. It's pretty impressive, right? I don't know if you are going to try that. If you do, let me know. I'd like to be on the other side of the country when you arrive and join you to celebrate you. Uh, but he ran 3,000 miles across the United States. And he was being interviewed, and he was formerly a professional soccer player. And in the interview, he said, "I after I was done with soccer, I wanted to find a way that I could still be in shape. And so he said, I figured I needed to run. He said, I really hated running. And he said an interesting thing. He said, during my professional time of a soccer player, running was always the punishment for not playing hard enough, for not executing, or not doing whatever on the field. If you were an athlete, basketball, football, soccer, anything else, running is normally tied to punishment, So he said, I wanted to kind of shake that. I wanted to start running. So he decided, I'm going to run 10 minutes a day every single day. That's it. 10 minutes a day. And I thought that was profound. Because I don't know if you're like me at all. I I start and I go, I want to run a mile. I want to run two miles. I want to run five miles. I want to try to do that. And then the first mile starts, and, and I get about thirty feet in, and I start to get a side ache, and I start to get tired. Forty feet, I don't want to run anymore. I start walking. Sixty feet, it all just comes off. The wheels come off, and I'm done. I'm sitting on the side of the road. Now, seventy feet—that happens at seventy feet. So, but I thought it was profound because he goes, "I'm going. This is my goal." He didn't have 3,000 miles in in his view yet, but this is my goal. Therefore, I'm going to run 10 minutes a day. That's it. Don't care how far I get. Don't care if I walk half of it. I'm going to run 10 minutes a day because I want to become a runner. I thought that was really profound. For some reason, it just clicked in me. That is training versus trying. It's putting a plan in place. Because he knew the 10 minutes a day would eventually turn into 20 minutes a day. And 20 minutes a day, sooner or later, would turn into 40 minutes. 40 minutes would turn into 60 minutes. 60 minutes a day would turn into 3,000 miles sometime down the road. So, what small step can you take to grow spiritually today that will bring you to a different place tomorrow? Can you run a marathon today? Probably not. But you could probably walk for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And then maybe you can run for five minutes, then 20 minutes. Can you get out of debt next month? Probably not. But you can skip Starbucks. You can start budgeting. You can comb through that budget and start to eliminate expenses. And sooner or later, you'll find yourself out of debt. Can you become someone who has this deep, profound, vibrant prayer life where you pray for hours a day, unceasing? Tomorrow? No. No, you can't. But you can start by tomorrow when you wake up. I'm going to pray for one minute. At lunchtime, I'm going to talk to Jesus for 30 seconds. Before, when I get home, before I walk into the house... I'm going to sit in my car and for one minute I'm going to thank Jesus for all he's doing in my life. And I'm going to take 30 seconds to just be quiet and listen for his still small voice. And before I go to bed I'm going to take one minute and just reflect on the day. And thank Jesus. And sooner or later you do that enough days you train like that. And you will deepen your prayer life. Can I become really well versed in scripture? And understand all these books and all these things and all, all everything in this book? Not by tomorrow. But when you start training and say... Three times a week, five minutes a day, I'm going to start reading through the book of John. And I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm going to become disciplined in this. And I'm going to make this a part of my training regiment to bring me closer to Jesus. In a few years, this won't be so intimidating and complicated. So, as worship team comes up, there's assessment questions that I want you just to process. Just to help get your thoughts going. Where am I really spiritually? Where am I really in terms of my faith, my character, my heart? What area in my life does the Holy Spirit want me to focus on? And how do I take the next steps in that journey I'll pray for you and and as worship team comes up just spend time thinking praying over these questions Jesus through your grace and mercy we sit here this morning and Jesus we long to be transformed by you by your spirit we long to be transformed and renewed in our mind So, Jesus, I pray that you reveal where we need to train next and how we need to train to grow in our relationship with you. In your name we pray. Amen.